The wrestling world suffered three losses this week. Former WWE superstar Shad Gaspard, Stardom Wrestling's Hannah Kimura, and longtime wrestling journalist Larry Zonka. May they all rest in peace. My thoughts and prayers go out to them and their families during this time. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I'm your host Sig Daddy and it is the Judgment Day 2000 review, the third actually of my retro pay-per-view reviews. I apologize for not getting this up sooner. I have decided to do a double shot for this week so I will drop both this episode and the AEW Double or nothing pay-per-view review in the same day. But let's get this started. Freedom Hall in Louisville, Kentucky is where Judgment Day 2000 took place. 16,827 in attendance. Six matches on the show. And some of the big stories were Shane McMahon and Big Show. That was They have the no DQ match. And then the Iron Man match between The Rock and Triple H with Shawn Michaels as the special guest referee. And that was for the WWE Championship. And also, it is the Chris Benoit-Chris Jericho submission match. This rivalry would actually not culminate until Royal Rumble 2001 in a ladder match. They have a submission match here on this Judgment Day pay-per-view and let's get the thing really going and we get a video package showing some normal u.s stats and then kind of hyping up the one hour iron man match and this show is actually this pay-per-view is sponsored by army men world war the video game i had never heard of that the commentary team for this jr and jerry the king lawler we start out with mcmahon with dx and triple h and then jerry briscoe he's running around with the hardcore title and Pat Patterson's not there, his little buddy. And Briscoe has to go and get them coffee. And they're talking about the tables matches. Vince and uh, DX, along with Triple H and Stephanie, they're talking about the, the tables match between Pac and X-Pac and Road Dog. Shane McMahon's Falls Count Anywhere match between... Actually, that's a Falls Count Anywhere match against Big Show. He's in the locker room also. And then we get Briscoe getting assaulted backstage by the Headbangers. And he has the Hardcore Championship. He won it earlier that week by uh, defeating Crash Holly while he was sleeping. And then we get HBK walking around backstage. And the first match on the card, it's Kurt Angle and the Tag Champs, Edge and Christian versus Too Cool, Rikishi... Grandmaster Sexay and Scotty Too Hotty and I gotta take it I gotta say something from this match. It was too cool was over like Rover at this point. Oh my gosh, the pop they got when they their music hit was pretty ridiculous and pretty impressive to say the least. I didn't know they were as over as that, but man, this this era of tag team wrestling was just I feel like it was the best, but that's me coming from that's a nineties kid talking, so so you can take that with a grain of salt. But late in the match, it was the ref getting distracted by Scotty too hotty. Christian hits Rikishi with the ring bell. Edge goes for the cover. Brian Christopher, Grandmaster Sexay, breaks it up with a leg drop on Edge. Rikishi rolls over for the cover. And Kurt Angle is late in breaking up the cover. And Too Cool gets the three count and the win. This was a pretty fun opener. 
pretty enjoyable opener. The hot, the crowd was super hot for Too Cool. The Too Cool gets a dance break after the match. I'm going to give it a B. It was a pretty hot opener. We get the Michael Cole interviewing Shawn Michaels, and he's talking about the speculation there is on who he's going to favor coming into this Iron Man match. He was hired by Linda McMahon to do a job, and he'll do that job tonight. And the rumors are swirling around that he's jealous of The Rock, and Michaels kind of says, I'm done with this interview, and just walks off. We get we get to see Eddie arriving with Mama Sita, China. Eddie Guerrero and China are... Uh, working as a couple at this time, and then Dean Malenko confronts him, and then also Perry Saturn gets involved, and it's this is the Radicals era with uh, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn, and Eddie Guerrero, the guys coming from WCW to the WWF at the time, and then we get the Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn triple threat match for the European Championship, Eddie Guerrero, had the European Championship at the time. Actually, Dean Malenko had the light heavyweight championship at the time. And this was, I thought, an all right match. It wasn't bad. It just, the finish of this match just felt really lame. But it played off of recent history because it was, there's a, China had a pipe, not pipe, but she had roses with a pipe inside of it. And it was used previously in other matches early, like a week or so ago before this uh, match took place. And it was kind of the reason why Eddie retained late in the match. Uh, Dean Malenko hits a back suplex and an ugly frog splash. Saturn hits a suplexes both on Dean and Eddie at the same time. China hits Saturn with the roses, which actually had a pipe in them. Eddie goes for a sunset flip, tries to hit... Then China tries to hit Dean with the roses. Dean grabs him, but China pulls his feet out from underneath him, and he goes face first into the roses. A crucifix cradle pin gets it done for Eddie Guerrero. And they tried to use each other's moves during this match, which I liked. I like that sometimes. From time to time, I like seeing the uh, opponents using their uh, opponents' moves. But uh, I thought this wasn't bad. And the, way, the finish, like I said, was kind of lame in my opinion, but I, I understood it, understood why they did it. And the one thing I also took, I saw I saw in this match or heard is the crowd. It was kind of dead during it. I don't know why. These guys are all really good. And all were really good in the ring. And uh, the crowd kind of took away from the match a little bit. I'm going to give it a B minus grade. Wasn't bad. After that, we get Gerald Briscoe. They show the highlights from Gerald Briscoe pinning Crash Holly while he was napping. And that's how he won the Hardcore Championship back on SmackDown. And then we get Gerald Briscoe in the bathroom. He's freaked out by his own reflection and actually punches his, punches the mirror. And then we get a video package talking about hyping up the Big Show Shane McMahon match. And it's time for the Big Show to go Hollywood. And Shane isn't happy that Show got eliminated first in the Fatal 4-Way at WrestleMania, as you might have known already. But the yeah, the triple it was a Fatal 4-Way elimination match at WrestleMania 2000. It was Triple H defending the WWF Championship against The Rock, The Big Show, and Mick Foley, all of them having a McMahon in their corner. Big Show had Shane in his corner. And Shane... 
leading up to the match calls show an unmotivated slob. Shane says he owns Big Show. Big Show manhandled Shane on Raw before it, and then he gets a six-on-one gauntlet match on SmackDown, and that's where Shane choke slams Big Show with a lot of assistance. And then we get the ODQ match. Falls count anywhere. It's Shane McMahon versus the Big Show. And Big Show, he had an interesting entrance song at that time. It was actually a hip-hop version of his uh, Big Show. Uh, well, it's the Big Show, that, that song. So it was a hip-hop version of that, which was kind of interesting. This match had a lot of infer- interference, as you can imagine, as Shane... That's the only way Shane could possibly win this match. He has to have a lot of help. Tess and Albert come out one time. They're swinging chairs. Big Show punches them. Trish actually comes out and low blows Big Show. And then Show grabs Trish and throws her out of the ring onto Tess and Albert. Bull Buchanan even gets involved late in the match and attacks Big Show with a nightstick. They're up on top of the ramp, uh, and, well, the entrance way. And Shane pushes a big speaker on Big Show's leg. Sparks are flying. Buchanan hits the, hits sits on the speaker and taunts Big Show. And then Shane hits Big Show in the head with a big cinder block. And that's enough for Shane to get the three count and the win. And uh, it was okay. And a few months later, Big Show was sent off to OEW. Not OEW. It was OVW. Man, I'm struggling to talk today, but... Yeah, this was okay. I'm going to give it a C. It was okay until all the interference came into play. It was too much stuff going on. It made sense storyline-wise, but I just didn't like it that much. It's going to get a C grade for me. And I enjoyed Shane bumping. He was bumping like crazy for Big Show. And it took like eight guys to beat Big Show, which makes sense. But it wasn't that great. Still kind of enjoyable. Afterward, Show gets assisted to the back and to an ambulance. Then Briscoe walks into an official's office so he can relax. And the officials play a joke on him and he gets angry about it. Then they cut to Sean talking to Triple H about life at home. Asks him if he is wearing those shorts. And these are very high, high short shorts. And it looks like he's smuggling a banana in there. That's what Triple H said. (laughs) Following that, it was the IC title submission match where Chris Benoit defended the Intercontinental Championship against Chris Jericho. And the kind of, and the story leading into this was Jericho messed up Benoit's eye at Backlash. Benoit then offers Chris Jericho an IC title match at Judgment Day in a submission match. And really, the buildup for this is Walls of Jericho versus the Crippler's Crossface. Who has the better submission and Friday on SmackDown, Hardcore Holly uh, it was taking uh, was with, with Benoit taking on Jericho and Val Venus. And Hardcore Holly beat Benoit down with a chair post match and injured Benoit's knee, which came into play during the uh, following match. And I, I had this on my notes. It's crazy to think Jericho is as good as ever. 20 years later, this was 20 years ago, and this dude is still going at an incredibly high level. It's just It just blows my mind. But this match, I thought it was really good. I thought it was very enjoyable. Jericho working Benoit's knee, 
and there's some good psychology in this match, and Benoit working Jericho's shoulder, both of them working a body part. I love it when that when they do that. Benoit working the shoulder, Jericho working Benoit's knee. And late in the match, Jericho goes for a figure four leg lock. Benoit fights out. Jericho drop kicks his knee. Lion salt onto the knee of Benoit. Jericho puts in the walls on Benoit, who is laying upside down on the apron against the ropes. That was a really cool looking spot. And Benoit eventually escapes. Benoit gets two Germans. Jericho fights out. Benoit gets the brace. And hits Jericho in the face with it. Jericho took the brace off earlier in the match. And then Benoit gets the cross face in on Jericho. And Benoit pulls Jericho back in the middle of the ring and locks it back in. Jericho fights out. But Benoit is relentless with it. Continues to lock it back in. The ref stops it and calls for the bell. Multiple officials have to get get in to get Benoit to release the hold. And Jericho didn't tap. He just passed out. And this was a pretty good match. Pretty fun match to watch. Really good technically. And I'm going to give it a B plus. I love the psychology during this. But the finish just kind of felt flat to me because Benoit had the crossface locked in and then just stopped, pulled Jericho back, and then locked it in, and Jericho stopped. I wish they would have did more with the walls of Jericho because Jericho only got it in like one time. And this would not be the end of the feud, though. Uh, This feud would continue, actually culminate, like I said earlier, at the Royal Rumble 2001 pay-per-view in a very, very good ladder match where Jericho would defeat Benoit to win the Intercontinental title. After that, it was a King of the Ring preview. It was a pay-per-view preview for that coming up in the next month. And then we get Gerald Briscoe again. This is a, kind of the story all night. Is Jericho, Gerald Briscoe just trying to survive and keep the, the hardcore title. And it's a video from Heat earlier on where the headbangers jump Briscoe from behind when he was getting coffee. And then Michael Cole interviews him, says this has changed his life. He is a nervous wreck. And then there's vendors talking like they're going to try to win the title from Briscoe. And Briscoe beats up the vendors, throws popcorn and pop all over him. And that was pretty entertaining. That was a pretty entertainment story they had going all night on this show. And then we get The Rock talking to Shawn Michaels saying he better call it down the middle. And if he doesn't, It'll be something between him and The Rock, and it won't take six, 60 minutes. And Sean at this time was pretty much, well, was it, I think semi-retired. He didn't he hadn't been wrestling in the past two years or so because he uh, injured his back back in the, at the Royal Rumble in 2001 in a casket match against Triple H. Not Triple H, uh, The Undertaker, of course. And yeah, he hadn't been wrestling actively wrestling for the last two years before that. Wouldn't come back until 2002 at SummerSlam. But let's get back to the wrestling on this show. Judgment Day 2000 tag team table match. It's Road Dog and X-Pac with Tori versus the Dudley Boys. And in this match, both opponents must go through the table. And then DX comes out with a uh, Run DMC remix of their uh, Degeneration X song. I thought that was pretty neat. But uh, story leading into this was Tori put Bubba through a table with a splash earlier that week on Raw. And Devon's telling Bubba that Tori will know their name 
uh, on Sunday at Judgment Day. And Bubba, he is distraught because he got put through a table by Tori. And Bubba has this infatuation with putting females through tables at the t- through tables at the time. And this match starts out weird. It starts out like a normal tag match. I don't really like that. I think it should just have been a tornado tag. But uh, the first uh, table spot is where Road Dog puts uh, Devon through a table ringside with his pump handle slam. That's our first elimination. Then X-Pac goes for a Hurricane Rana, but Bubba catches him and power bombs him through a table. Uh, the referee actually gets thrown to through a table in the corner by Road Dog and Bubba. That's Mike Kyoto that gets thrown through the table. Gerald Briscoe shows up late in the match and sees Vince McMahon, one of Vince McMahon's cronies. Uh, Dudley's boys put Road Dog through a table with a 3D, but the ref is not uh, awake at the time. So Briscoe pulls Road Dog out of the ring. Tori gets in the ring. Bubba grabs her by the hair. Briscoe low blows Bubba. And before Bubba power bombs Tori through the table, that happens before Bubba power bombs Tori through the table. And then an X Factor off the top rope by X-Pac sends Bubba through the table and the official rings the bell and the match is over. DX wins. And I thought this was a fun table match and McMahon's group undefeated so far on the night. It's two, they're two and oh. The tag stuff at the beginning didn't make a lot of sense. Uh... Dudley's getting screwed was okay, but uh, they got revenge for it post-match, which was fine because they 3D'd Briscoe through the table. I'm going to give the match a B, and then after the match, uh, like I said, Briscoe was tell- Briscoe actually taunted Bubba, telling him to suck it, and then they 3 d Briscoe. And then we get this uh, video that they've been playing before that uh, the th- there's three girls talking like it sounds like almost like the shining but it's really a tease for undertaker's return which might be coming later on in the night and it's a bit it's a different undertaker we will be seeing then it's the main event crazy to think we're already at the main event of this show but it's 60 minute iron man match for the wwf championship it's triple h taking on The Rock, who won the WWF Championship at Backlash a month earlier. And the question coming into this was, why is Sean returning? And the last time Sean was in a special referee WWE Championship match was on the first episode of SmackDown, I'm pretty sure. And that was where HBK superkicked Rock, ultimately costing him the title Triple H winning that match on the debut episode of SmackDown. Triple H comes out, cuts a promo before the match, saying he wants to do this on his own, make some history, and he sends everyone else to the back, which was Stephanie, Shane, and Vince. And this uh, this match was, I thought, pretty solid. It was a pretty solid Iron Man match. I've seen better, but I haven't seen a whole lot of Iron Man matches, and really the one I kind of compare it to is Sean versus, Sean and, Bret Hart, which I th- I think has been one of the better Iron Man matches we've seen in WWE history. But this one was still pretty, pretty good. Uh, the first fall happens after Triple H kicks The Rock in the face. He runs off the ropes. The Rock kind of just catches him and hits The Rock bottom. That gets the three count. And that's our first fall a little bit before the 11-minute uh, mark of the match. So it was 
40, there was still 49 minutes remaining, and The Rock takes a one to nothing lead after The Rock bottom. The second fall comes after The Rock working tri- works Triple H's knee. He goes for a figure four for a second time. Triple H kicks him in the face. Well, kicks him face first into the post as Rock's trying to go for the second figure four. Triple H then gets the pedigree, and then we're tied one to one with 34 33 remaining in the contest. So just two falls in the first, well, nearly 30 minutes. There's a fall a minute after that where Triple H gets an inside cradle, and now Triple H leads two to one with 33 33 left in the match. So 2 1 lead Triple H, and about six minutes later, Triple H hits his face buster and a pile driver to take a commanding three to one lead around the 27 and a half minute mark. And The Rock, he finally gets his second fall with about 19 minutes and 20 seconds remaining after a DDT. It's three to two. Triple H with the lead. And they fight outside the ring for a couple minutes after that. Triple H clocks The Rock with a chair. He tried to use earlier, and that busts The Rock open. Sean has to call a disqualification there with around 16-20 left. And now we're tied at 3-3. And Sean Michaels did not do very many countouts. Well, he didn't want to do a stupid double countout. He told the commentary team that he wasn't going to do one of those stupid double countouts, which I enjoyed. Sean let this thing go ringside, outside the ring, in the crowd even for a moment. Uh... A few minutes later, about actually a minute late, less than a minute later, Triple H then uses the ropes as a leverage on a pin to retake the lead four to three. And it's 15 minutes, 50 seconds, 15.45 left with a with uh, Triple H leading four falls to three. And like I said, the Rock's busted open at this point. Triple H gets a sleeper. That's the second time he's actually got the sleeper in the match. Shawn Michaels... Drops his hand twice before Rocks keeps it up on the third drop. And then the Rock fights back for a moment. But Triple H gets the sleeper again. And Michaels drops the hand for the third time. And Triple H takes a 5-3 lead with just 12.30 remaining on the 60-minute clock. And Sean, he's mad at Triple H because Triple H would not... uh, let go of the sleeper, and they argue for a few moments. The Rock comes out with a flurry, hits Triple H with a DDT, and that gets a three count, almost gets a three count, actually. And then Triple H, he goes up top. He's done this multiple times during the match. Rock crotches him, and they fight up top. Triple H knocks him down. The Rock climbs back up and hits the superplex. Rock rolls over for the cover. Triple H kicks out at two, and The Rock hits some rights. Clotheslines Triple H out of the ring. Under seven minutes left. And The Rock is still down two falls. Rock slingshots Triple H into the ring post. And Triple H throws The Rock into the steps. And we're at six minutes left. Still five falls to three. And Triple H, he pounds The Rock on the announce table. Under five minutes to go, Triple H goes for a rock bottom on the announce table. And The Rock counters pedigrees Triple H on the announce table. And The Rock gets in the ring. And actually, Shawn Michaels counts Triple H out at 3.53. And Triple H's lead is down to one. Five falls to four. And Triple H, at this point, is busted open also. 
The McMahons then show up to the party. Triple H almost gets counted out again. He gets in at the count of nine. The Rock hits another DDT, knocks Vince and Shane off the apron and spine busters and people's elbows. Uh, Triple H with just under two minutes to go. And we're tied five to five. And then chaos ensues. Shane pulls Sean out of the ring. Sean clocks him, both him and Shane, Vince and Shane. And then X-Pac and Road Dog show off the rock. Inadvertently knocks Sean off the apron. Rock hits a rock bottom on Triple H. And the rock then gets pummeled by DX and Shane. A video plays. And Undertaker shows up, but it's not the old Undertaker. It's not the dead man Undertaker. It is the uh, reincarnated Undertaker as the American Badass. This was the debut of the American Badass Undertaker that uh, existed in WWE from 2000 to late 2003. And then... Triple H pedigrees The Rock on a chair while Undertaker's getting to the ring. And then Taker takes out everybody except for Stephanie, choke slams and punches everybody. But then Taker choke slams and tombstones Triple H as time was expiring. And Sean calls for the bell and calls for the disqualification. And that gives Triple H the deciding fall six to five. Triple H wins the WWF Championship back from The Rock. And really, this was pretty good. This was pretty good. Taker's return here was pretty cool. I thought it was a bit rushed because it was a bunch of chaos in the last minute or so. And this was during the McMahon-Helmsley era. And this, I thought, was pretty decently paced for a 60-minute match. And it was a pretty solid Iron Man match. And I just wish... Uh, the return would have been saved for maybe post-match, maybe setting up an angle for later. This did end up setting something up for later, but I get it. It played into Triple H really getting lucky and getting a kind of getting more heat on him by winning the title via DQ, which almost never happens. And after the match, Taker is angry at Sean, and then Sean scurries away, and this led actually. This match led to The Rock winning the WWF Championship back in a six-man tag at the following pay-per-view. It was Kane, The Rock, and Taker versus Vince, Shane, and Triple H. But this, I'm going to give this match a B plus. And really, this show was, I thought, pretty solid top to bottom. Other than the Shane match, I really, really enjoyed this show. And I'm going to give this show an overall grade of a B. I thought the tag opener was pretty dang good with... Uh, Taker, not Taker, but uh, Angle, Edge, and Christian, and Too Cool. Uh, really enjoyed also the IC title submission match minus the finish between uh, Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. And the Iron Man match was pretty enjoyable also, and we got to see kind of a cool moment where Undertaker debuted as the American Badass. So I'm going to give this show an overall grade of a B. Hope you enjoyed that review of Judgment Day 2000 coming up later on today. I'll have my review up for AEW Double or Nothing 2020 taking place at Daly's Place. And boy, it was an enjoyable show. Did I like the Stampede Stadium Stampede match? You'll find out. Did I like the other title matches? And did I like the show overall? Find all of that out on my AEW Double or Nothing review 
dropping later today. Until next time, this is Sig Daddy signing off, thanking you all for listening, and so long, everybody.